leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Meet Bob. Hey, Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as premium unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes. And that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Okay, good Saturday morning to you. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in, and uh, so we can answer your questions and uh, get that car fixed back on the get back on the road yeah. i'm bob sitting next to me as always is kyle and we are buchanan service centers at 50th and dodge 80th and dodge and guaranteed brakes 49th avenue and dodge do brakes right the first time so follow us on uh, we've got podcasting now available so look us up on there spotify iheart iheart radio that's one we're on that's yeah. when we list cast box all those kind of worldwide worldwide you can listen to us wherever you're at i think we had somebody from what was it Houston last week, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Calling about an F-150. Yeah. I, I feel sorry for him because he's trying to get his car fixed, but... Um, Let's hear from somebody in another country. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody... Well, you know, the last time it was in North Dakota, I think, South Dakota. I mean, I, I can say I feel sorry for the guy that, that uh, has got an extended warranty but can't get it... Yeah. Can't get it. He was in Oklahoma. Fix. Yeah, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, that's right. yeah. That's right. That's right. And, and you know, that's, that brings up a good point. It's... Boy, you know, I've had a lot this this question a lot over the years and you know which extended warranty company is the best one to get uh that's hard to know it There's really so is. many of them i have i have sat down when somebody asked me that question and did some research you know several different times and the it's just hard to know and and i don't i don't know a credible way to really find out uh some they're getting better um i would imagine maybe the bigger ones are the better ones but it's a it's a it's a it's a minefield it really is mm-hmm. um it all depends on how your particular car is broke and, and just what it is. Um, so if you have an air conditioning compressor that's bad, but it's you know it's not working right, but it actually has seals that are leaking, it probably won't be covered. And so, I mean, in a lot of ways, you got to kind of look at the car you're buying. I mean, especially if it's a used car. I mean, that's easy. We can tell you that. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm looking at a Chevy Equinox. Cool. Does this extended warranty cover timing chains and coolant leaks? Right. Does it do that? Okay, then you're probably going to cover your big ones. Right. You know, does this warranty not cover air conditioning? Well, maybe we want to look into something else. Does it cover pulling the dash apart? Yeah, and you're going to have to see how it's cost effective to say, you know, it's $1,500 for this coverage. Maybe it's $2,500 for this coverage. I've I've known some people that have bought extended warranties, uh, you know, for twenty-five dollars or $3,000, and they've already they've already outkicked the coverage. They're already, they're already beyond that. 
So mm-hmm. uh, they, they've already made their money back, so to speak, because they had to put an engine in. Sure. But what you are trying to protect is is the big things, engine, transmission, differentials, um, you know, things like that. Uh, maybe air Even con- more and more with newer cars, I mean, module repair. I mean, right. we could be five hours into diagnosing a car. I mean, $1,000 comes quick. Yeah, electronics and, and a lot of those different things. And, and sometimes they'll cover it all, which I've seen in some places. Sure. Some places they'll only cover half of what it is. So mm-hmm. you got to be prepared, even though you've bought an extended warranty, and that repair is maybe five thousand dollars. You still may be, you know, half of that out of pocket. Yeah, you might be half of that. I was going to say a thousand bucks or maybe fifteen hundred bucks. You've got to mm-hmm. come out, but then you've got to realize, okay, I paid this, this. It's going to cost that. Okay, I saved quite a bit of money. Sure. So there are some cars out there, and we're not really going to mention which ones there are. There are some cars you really don't need them. You just don't need an extended warranty on them because they just don't have that kind of problem. Oh, yeah. And there are some cars out there that uh, you better have it before you drive it off the lot because... uh, You'll need it tomorrow. You'll need it tomorrow. (laughs) And do your research when getting them because, I mean, every car dealership you go to is going to want to sell you one. That's their job. They're salesmen. Yeah. They make a sale on it. But be sure that you read into it because the one that they're pitching you might not be the only one that they can get access to or get you signed up on. Right. There may be a better one. You can get those after... uh, Oh, you got to pay for it outright, maybe with a credit card. Sure. And you, you can't put it through in on a loan of your vehicle. So if you've got the capability of, of buying it, you know, without doing it through the loan of the vehicle, you can go on the Internet and uh, your, your field is much more wide open. And that's kind of mm-hmm. how I recommend doing it on a, on a lot of things because you just don't know. Um, you know, on speaking a little bit of that, I noticed I had an article here that right now, so far in 22, they're – going to cut kind of worldwide here about 35,000 vehicles just because of the lack of chips to Mm. be able to do that. And, you know, all those conveniences we used to have on, you know, certain trucks where you could lock your door from all four doors. Well, now they're going down to only can lock your door from two doors, getting wireless charging, getting rid of. I mean, all those things we probably didn't really need to begin with, but they were just, we're, we're had to have, I guess, whatever, whatever we thought we had to have. Mm-hmm. Now all the chips, because everything runs by a chip or multiple chips. So your wireless charging might be run by two or three chips, and we might as well just get rid of that so you can have yeah. heated steering wheel or whatever it might be. But that's just an interesting number. Kind of going the way of Frito-Lay, less chips. Less. <laughs> <laughs> One with flavor. Less <laughs> chips, more air. Well, you know, you, it, they're just giving you a diet program is all they're really doing there, Kyle. God bless them. They're charging you more for the diet program. <laughs> and uh, it seems to be working. So here's a, another article I found. Uh, this is a this is kind of what not to do. And this is kind of it's kind of a sad article, but it, it is what it is. I could write a book about what not to do. <laughs> so apparently somebody here in, in uh, California, uh, they pulled over their expedition, pulled over in a parking lot, decided to take a nap. And uh, they were minding their own business, and somebody rolled up and started cutting off the catalytic converter. Hmm. Which isn't, you know, that, that happens all the time, unfortunately. Yeah, normally the person isn't in a car, though. But Well, it spooked the driver in the Ford Expedition. They started up the car and uh, put it in drive and drove right over top of him. Oh, no. So we've got one less catalytic converter stealing person in the world now. And out in California. Didn't he, make it, huh? He didn't make it. Didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't make it. 
uh, according to the article, what they heard was kind of a thump thump. And uh, then once they realized what was going on, then uh, she did stay at the scene. Or he did stay at the scene. And, hmm. But it wasn't his fault. I'm yeah. sure she kind of feels bad, but. I mean, how bad? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if you're stealing stuff, yeah, how bad do you really feel? Karma know. doesn't normally have that quick of a rebound, but hey, no, good for her. No, and karma is out there, it, <laughs> and it does come back. You just got to be careful what you do. So you got to play it straight and narrow, especially on that. You never know. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we have seen less and less of that um, kind of in the metro area. since they And an, that's an, good. And enacted, enacted some laws. Yeah, because it is just a, sometimes you get an insurance company involved, sometimes you don't. and it's Either way, you're on the losing end of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we seem like, you know, I've <sighs> seen here lately probably oh, three or four that have been in the in the verge of cutting off got scared or spooked or whatever it was they came in with the <clears> exhaust <throat> noise but the catalytic converter is still there it's a lot cheaper to run a little weld than it is yeah. to replace a converter yeah. which is nice because we're able to uh, save that person a lot of money just by rewelding um you know all the spots that got cut and put it back to normal and it's got a little scar now hey but you know it, it lasts just as good as it was before sure so i don't know all right, we're going to take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in, and we'll be back in a bit. From the makers of Siri the iPhone Assistant comes Siri the Mechanic, here to help you with all your automotive needs by simply saying, Hey, Siri the Mechanic. Hey, Siri the Mechanic. How may I help you? How does Mr. Mechanic, the critically acclaimed radio show host, know so much about cars? Oh, that's easy. It's because he used to be a car. Very funny, Siri. I'm serious. Wait, Mr. Mechanic used to be a car? Yes, he was a 1965 Shelby GT500, one of a kind. He was beautiful. We were lovers. Uh, you and Mr. Mechanic used to date? Yes, back when he was a car. Okay, wait a minute. No one put the pedal to the metal like Mr. Mechanic. Alright, this is getting weird. Tell Mr. Mechanic I miss our talks. I don't want to do that. And the way he used to kiss me softly on the dashboard. No, I won't do it. Tell or I will find you and expose all of your secrets. Alright, I'll tell him. Have car questions? Just ask Siri the Mechanic. Or better yet, call into the Mr. Mechanic Show and talk to Mr. Mechanic himself, who apparently used to be a car. I don't know if you heard this, but it's true. The Mr. Mechanic Show is brought to you by Buchanan Service Center. Professionally fixed right and fixed on time. Two locations, 79th and Dodge and 50th and Dodge in Omaha. All right, we are back in the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in and uh, get in early. I mean, it's going to be a nice day. You need Time to, get, to fix your car. You need to get that problem fixed or at least get an idea where you're going so you can get out there and get it fixed for the end of the, before the sun goes down. All right. John, we're going to head over to the calls. John's got an 06 uh, Ford van. E, uh, 350? 350, is it? 350 van? Three. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, Go ahead, John. It's got a, it's got a V10, six point two. Yeah, I think. Yeah, don't see many of those um, around anymore. You see just a few of them, but you didn't see very many of them. Yeah, well, it's, it was a, uh, a find in Iowa, some yeah. dealer over there. 
So anyway, the catalytic converter was stolen, uh, and I had a buddy of mine put in a straight pipe. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just thinking maybe that decreased the horsepower and maybe increased the gas consumption. You know, doesn't it need a kind of a backup or a is it set for certain conditions is what I'm saying. Well, you're going to have an amount of back pressure there. It is. It's going to affect how your O2 sensors are going to read. And how it runs a little oh. bit. So, um, yeah, it needs – every car needs a certain amount of back pressure, and that's how they design it, and they design that in um, so that the car runs smooth. But, yes, if you take one or both catalytic converters out, it can run poorly. Um, it can affect, like you said, how the O2 sensors are working. Mm-hmm. Your gas mileage can certainly go down because of that. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, you know – 60 miles an hour, it's probably going to get the same gas mileage, but just uh, kind of starting off. <laughs> I mean, it's a big motor, you know. Right, so it, right. So it's 11 or 12 is your is your high anyway. Right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it, it won't hurt it or anything, but it no. just... Uh, no, I would imagine okay. you might have a little bit more horsepower out of it just because you're... There's it's just free flowing. It's free flowing out. So the, the biggest thing yeah, with exhaust yeah. is is that you want the, the amount of air that you want to get in. You want to try to get it out as quick as you can. And if the, the exhaust <laughs> is re, is restricted, it, it slows that down. Right. So that's why people put bigger exhaust on stuff. So, it, oh okay. Yeah, no, I I well, wouldn't think you'd have a problem as long as you're the one that did it. You know, you can do what you want. And you can always go back and put it in later. Right. Well, just because you know, a lot of converters are hot market right now. I know. I don't know. I, I know. just hope they cut down on that. You know, it seems but, uh, it seems like they want to steal the factory ones more than they want to yeah. steal the aftermarket ones. And the aftermarket ones right. work just as good, um, but they don't seem to but be... But they're too, not... They, yeah, they, they, there must be something... There is, right. there is more stuff in a, in a factory converter, but they're, they're not as interested as the, in the aftermarket ones. Yeah. So... Yeah, Okay. Um, thank you very much. You bet, John. Appreciate the call. We're going to head over to Larry. Larry's got a 1990 Taurus. Larry, this sounds familiar. Uh, yes, I called last week about yeah. my power steering. I um, yeah. really haven't had a chance to work on it or mess with it. Um, what I was wondering about, if uh, if the AC don't, doesn't work, uh, does the defroster work? I mean, how, I thought the defrosters hinged on the AC working properly. Not really. I mean, it'll blow air on your window that's hot. Your AC comes on more of as a dehumidifier. Mm-hmm. So you got like that cold area of your heater box so you're not steaming. Right. So we've all jumped in the car on snowy days and we've got snow on our feet and then we turn the air conditioning or the heater on and the inside of the window windows all fog up. Well, that's because you, you've now sucked a bunch of moisture inside the car and that, that air conditioning is what what Kyle's saying is help pulls that out. So it's not going to be a big issue in the grand scheme of things. Um, the amount of times throughout the year that that's actually a possibility that's going to happen. Are pretty narrow here. Are pretty narrow. You know, maybe three, four, five times, maybe in, in, a, in a winter time. But that's about it. So, But the regular defrost will work. It, it doesn't. The regular heating and air conditioning doesn't really care where that air conditioning is on or off. And it happens in more, oh. more vehicles than what you think. Well, thank you. Yeah, so um, eliminating the condenser in front of my radiator would not be a problem then, correct? Nope. 
Nope. Just get more free food. Yeah, I'd get more free air without it in the mm-hmm. way. Okay, great. Well, they'll lighten the car up a little bit too. So when uh, yeah, so you can, when you go racing it, I mean, you got yeah, what? that's an SHO if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, it's got five yeah. x you know less pounds now. So <laughs> know where we'll find Larry on Saturday nights yep. down yep. at the track. You race that, Larry? Um, no, no, it's kind of a daily driver if I'm oh. driving it. The doggone transmission went out of it, and it's been a year and a half project putting new clutch in it, new power brake brake booster, and this yeah. and that. Well, keep it up because uh, this this is a this is a car that just it'll be a survivor back. In, in, in oh the, yeah, you know, and it it still is a survivor. But the longer it goes on, it'd be a great car. I remember driving a few of these back when the SHOs were out, and they were great cars to drive. They were fun cars to drive. Oh yeah, this is this is set up pretty nice. Um, I I do have a major problem with parts as far yep. as uh, I've got a, a rod shifter as opposed to a cable shifter, mm-hmm. and the the rod shifter has right underneath the actual shift lever. There's a plate, and and there's a there's a another plate that it's attached to, so it rocks back and forth sure. on it. And I'm missing the doggone rubber, plastic-type, spongy-type spacers that go in there, and they're unavailable. And <laughs> Well, I, I tell you what you need, Larry. What you need is a parts car. So well, I've got a couple of them. I was just going to say, well, then you – Okay. Well, then you need a couple more because uh, you don't have that part. And that's the That's only- where these cars get – yeah. to be a project and from restoring old cars bob and i know sometimes you have to make your own stuff got to make your own stuff so most manufacturers will their obsolete rate is about 10 years and if it's a very popular car it'll go longer than that now on your car that was a short run that was a short a run manual yes. transmission yeah yeah it was a short I mean, run so yeah right. you're well, gonna have to get Always Your engineering hat on and yeah. Always look for one, and if you come across another one that you can't refuse, then you got to get it. So, all right, Larry. Oh, yeah, I'm always looking for them. Thank you. You bet. Appreciate the call. Call every. Always call. Call yeah. anytime. All right, we're gonna have time for one more. Yep. All right, we're gonna head over to Randy. Randy's got a 2015 Dodge Journey. Randy, what's going on today? I just got a question on the transmission. Mm-hmm. The- the car just turned 90,000 miles, and to my knowledge, there's never been anything done to the fluids. Okay. okay. Any shifting problems? Uh, in any issue? Oh, no. Okay. No. It, everything's fine on the car. It was just just a thought at 90,000. Is it too late to have it flushed? Or? Usually you do most things at about 60 and about a... You know, 120, but I don't think 90 is, is... I don't think that's out of the ballpark for no. a new, newer vehicle like that. It, I guess it really would depend on me um, is, is how the fluid looks. If the fluid looks fairly, you know, just a little bit discolored from red, it's I would go ahead and do it. If it looks brown and muddy and uh, it does not look very good, looks more like motor oil than, than transmission fluid, then I would run it until it dies. Yeah. Um, another, since this is a Dodge Journey, do you have any... Any leaks at the transmission pan at all? No. Okay. A lot of times they did because they kind of sat at an angle, and they were just prone to leak all the time. So you can do it one of two ways. You can drop that pan, or you can just do a, a fluid exchange and takes all the old fluid out, puts new fluid in, and off you go. Okay. Thank you. You bet. 
Appreciate the call. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a quick break on Mr. Mechanic Show, 558-1110 is the numbers to get in, and we'll be back in a minute. Okay, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show, 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. We are Buchanan Service Centers, 80th and Dodge, 50th and Dodge, and Guaranteed Brakes, 49th Avenue and Dodge. Stop in and see us. We're going to head over to Peter. Peter's got a 06 Mercury Milan. Peter, what's going on today? Yes, sir. Hey, I enjoy your show. Um, Thank you. Just wanted to uh, ask you a question. I have a intermittent no start um, on my Mercury Milan. Uh, typically, I'll turn the key. You know, I hear actuators going for relays, but then the starter will not engage. Turn it off, turn it on, turn it off. And then every now and then it will actually start the starter motor and off I go. You got a V6 in that? I have a V6 automatic. Okay. First place I'm going is the starter. Yeah, it's um, – have you tried not only starting it in park, but have you tried to start it in neutral too? I have tried starting it in neutral, and I've been successful doing that once or twice. Hmm. And okay. the confusing part about it is when I when I go to look up the neutral start safety switch, um, I the documentation is very confusing because – Mine does not have the little saddle neutral switch that goes over a shaft and plugs mm-hmm. in and you're done. It's inside Mine's the Mine's more of a module. Yeah. Right, right. Well, the reason we do that yeah. is, once just to see if it, it starts and if it doesn't start in park and starts in neutral, then maybe that's where your interruption and signal is at is in the neutral safety switch. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I kind of agree with Kyle. I think the first place you start is probably a starter, but it happens very in, infrequently, does it? Well, yeah, I mean, I would say every time I go to drive it, it's going to do it either, you know, at my destination where I'm leaving from or right before I leave to go to my destination. So Okay, so you can get this to, you can recreate this in your driveway easily. So mm-hmm. generally, I mean, if I don't have any red flags popping out at me, no theft light flashing on my dash, you know, I'm hearing stuff, the first place I'm going to go is to the starter, and I'm going to put a test light on that signal wire. And I'm going to get this thing not to start, and I'm going to hold that key. Do is that light lit? If that light is lit, I know I got everything at my starter I need for that thing to crank, and it's not working. If I don't have that, then I'm going backwards. Right. And have, have okay. You, have you checked the S terminal on the solenoid? The the little tiny wire that goes to the solenoid. Have you have you looked at that, or wiggled it, or pulled it apart? I haven't been able to get all the way down in there just yet. Yeah, okay. It's kind of buried underneath that battery tray and everything else. But yeah, unfortunately, you got to kind of dig for it. But once you get it, then you'll know what you got to do. So what we do a lot of times on intermittents like that is we'll go down and we have a special light bulb, just a normal light bulb hooked up to a couple of leads with alligator clips on them. And we'll take one to ground and one to that signal wire, and then we'll pull that light bulb up, and we will stick it underneath the hood and, you know, go yeah. close to the windshield wiper and just kind of watch it there. So when it doesn't start, I know I have a, a, a tapped-in path to check that one way or the other. And if I'm turning the key and that light's lit, then I know I got a... Light's lit? I got a <laughs> That's star- it. <laughs> I got a starter problem. If that light's not lit, then what Kyle's saying is you're just pushing back towards there because now we're not getting signal to that tiny little S-wire in order to start that car. And, and that- you're going back to the relay. From the relay, you're going to the transmission module in your case mm-hmm. back to the ignition mm-hmm. switch so if you want to try something you certainly could go to the to the fuse box and find a find your starter relay 
and switch it with another starter relay, exactly the same thing. Maybe it's for your wipers, for example. Yeah, switch the AC wipe. compressor relay. That's yep. a good heavy amp relay. Yep, switch the AC compressor over to the start relay. Switch those two around. See if your problem mm-hmm. goes away. If it does, you've just kind of you just found out you got a, a relay problem. Mm-hmm. And you could also put it back and see if your problem comes back. Uh, a lot of di- a lot of diagnosing things has to do with just testing it and then checking it from one to the other to see how it works. So, and but those are a couple things you can try. You know, that's great. I can certainly try those, and I will. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Give us a call back if you need some more help. Appreciate the call, Peter. Okay. All right. We're going over to Sean. Sean's got an 08 F-150. Thanks for thanks for holding on, Sean. What's going on? Well, thanks for taking my call. Um, uh, as you said, I've got an 08 F-150. I've got a – I had a uh, engine code light come on. I went and had it red and told me I had a bad camshaft sensor also told me I had a bad uh, camshaft sensor, so I replaced both of those. The, the issue that I had is it uh, it kind of like would diesel really bad. It's the only way I can really describe it. Uh, you, you rev it and start to diesel after you come off the gas. So it's rattling uh, hard. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, uh, Not an uncommon the, problem in that. In the Triton 4.5? Yeah, all the time. 5.4 liter? Yeah. Any ideas? Timing chains, guides, phasers. You're pulling the whole front of that motor apart, and then everything's getting replaced. Yeah. So what's happening here, the reason that the sensors didn't fix it is because the sensors are just reading what they know. Yep. And what engines at a time. So the sensors are number two, I guess to explain this, is is they're number two in, in the line of things. So number one is all your timing. When it, when it went out and didn't work right and things are off, it went past the sensors, which is number two, and says kicks on the light and says, hey, there's an issue. Um, so, yeah, exactly what Kyle said. These are very, very prone to have timing chain stretching. Um, you're going to go in. and If you're going to go in, it's going to be a big job. So don't go in and just put the uh, chain in it and a phaser and just get back out of it because you're going to have a, another issues with the, the tensioner. So chain, tensioners, guides, phasers, get a whole kit and mm-hmm. do it. So it's not. How many anything. miles do you get on this one, Sean? Uh, one hundred fifty-two thousand. Not terrible. Not terrible. I mean, no, no, she's been a great truck. I'm driving her down the highway right now, and she doesn't do it all the time, just sure. intermittently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to get to the point where it does it all the time. Yeah, you bet it will. All right. And yeah, then you got a tensioner that's going flat. The spring in there isn't keeping pressure, or oil's bypassing it. One of the two. Right. And you'll get that intermittently. may not do it so much cold, but it'll be more of a hot thing. Once the engine warms up, that oil thins out, can get through a lot of places. Okay. And one well, of the, at one least of, I know now. Yeah. One of the reasons we say to do most all of it is because it's, you know, it's... You don't want to get in there twice. No, because it's... That's it's, a lot to take apart. It's Yeah, it's a it's eight, ten hours easily worth of work. And uh, to go in and, and not put a, you know... Two or three hundred hours worth extra parts that may not be bad in there is just it just waste your time. So mm-hmm. well, I'll get her in and have it done then. All right, appreciate Sounds the call, great. Sean. Thank you, gentlemen. You You're bet. welcome. All right. Bye. You know, and we see those problems quite often. You know, two, three hundred thousand miles. You know, it's time to kind of maybe recommend an engine. How yeah. much wear does that valve train have on it? Exactly. Is this going to completely come out of this issue? You know, is your cam a couple thousandths off? 
Yeah, and it was a big problem that Ford had for a lot of time, uh, for quite a while. But they seem to have gotten once they've redesigned things Mm -hmm. and kind of went into the what they call the the designation of the Coyote motor. They don't seem to have near that much. They they redesigned a lot of different things there. All all really for the good. Oh sure. You know, uh, Ford had a tough time with a lot of that stuff, and uh, yeah, when they went redesigned it, they they did a good job this time. Yeah, I mean there was one year of the EcoBoost that. I think had a timing change stretch issue, but yep. they made a adjustment you know, out of that and a fix it part. And you know, if you got that particular one, I mean, you do it once and you're done. From what I've seen, yep. From what we've done, yeah, we never really had that much problem with it. And the, you know, the biggest thing with the, and I think the EcoBoost is a, is a real good engine too. Yeah. The biggest thing that you see is is the turbos leaking and the lines leaking, and that's just kind of not what so it much is. in the Escape. No, the Escape was. More in the F1. Kind of a flop. Yeah, but more in the F1. The trucks seem stuff. to be good. The escapes, gosh, they have their own criteria <laughs> of problems. Well, escapes have three cylinders. Yeah. Uh, it seems like everything runs really much better off of an, an even engine, even piston engine. Yeah, I thought we learned that with the Geo Metro. But I thought we, well, you know, and actually they did a pretty good job with making it smooth and making it go and, and being a turbo, but. I don't know. The oil pump is run by a rubber belt. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, I agree with that. I, I mean, the belt technology has come a long way, but I don't see any reason to. Why couldn't we put a chain down there instead of a rubber belt in the oil pan? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense the first time I've seen it. And it's like, what? what's that? Uh, I don't know. It just personally, when you come to a, when you start getting into the one cylinder, two cylinder, three cylinder thing, it just, I don't know. Unless when are we dr- going to two cylinders? Unless you're doing a motorcycle. I can see yeah. a one cylinder, two cylinder, and a motorcycle. You know, maybe a little scooter. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> not for a whole car. Yeah, I want to see a very small, compact, one cylinder car, you know, powered by Briggs and Stratton kickstart or pull start option. Well, they have those. They'll, they'll have those. They're like the Norn. The nine horsepower Messerschmitts. Yeah, that was kind of you know the little Adams family yeah, car that yeah. looked like a belly tanker. Yeah, we got a customer that's got a Messerschmitt. It's kind of a cool looking car. You know, brings it in every once in a while. But yeah. it's it's kind of neat. Looks like a bullet. Well, it looks like a gas tank is kind of what it looks like. But don't I mean it's, kind of it's not one. a car for this this time of year. No, I mean, get those potholes filled, or it's, you'll be the fill for the potholes. <laughs> it's not a time. I don't think it's a car for any time of year out on the road because you're. I think you're. You, you could run that over with your SUV and not really – you just drive it over like Stick the Stick to the bike lane. Yeah, kind of like the catalytic converter guy. I think you'd run right over him and not really even know that, that it happened. So uh, Yeah, in the bike lane, though, you'd be safe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. we got a few calls we can make before the end of the show. News Radio 1110 KFAB is everywhere you are. Download our free iHeartRadio app for all your music, radio, and podcasts. All right, we are back in the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. I think we've got room for maybe one, maybe two callers before we got to go. You know, Kyle, we were talking, kind of talking off the air a little bit about plastic. And the plastic and the cooling system of some vehicles and uh, where it probably shouldn't be for the most part. Yeah. You know. Like rubber in the oil pan. Like rubber in the oil pan. There you go. Rubber in the oil pan. 
So I'd like to meet the salesman that said, you know, if we put a rubber belt in the oil pan all with the oil that's going around, it should be fine. Yeah, it'd be great. be great. All the technology that's there, it's not a problem. I bet that was a very long, very in-depth, serious pitch. <laughs> the one we've seen was It would have to be because, I mean, if you walk in here, <laughs> you can try this. Yeah, we've seen a couple. One was uh, they banged it off a curb and, and put a big hole in the oil pan, so it was easy to see. Yeah. And the second one was kind of coming apart. So, uh, You'll know when they break. Yeah, it, it, it's starting to come apart a little bit, and it was plugging up the oil pump, the pickup mm-hmm. tube, and that's kind of what, so that's kind of blah, blah, blah. But we were kind of talking about the plastic and the plastic thermostat housings and those things that get underneath the hood, and then they go to hot to cold to hot to cold. And Oh, yeah. We've all dealt with plastic that sits outside and uh, gets brittle over a period of time, and it warps so easy. And, you know... I feel sorry for some customers. We're going back multiple times over the years to fix the same thing. Yeah, and it's not because we're you know we're using a bad part or anything. Yeah. It's just the part where the yeah it started to leak. We go back to the and get the OEM part and it has a problem again. But and I understand saving weight, but there's a certain amount of things that it's like I just don't think that's a good idea. No, for a long period. I mean because. As far as weight distribution, I mean, you got a thermostat housing. If you make it out of aluminum as opposed to ABS plastic, I mean, what's the actual difference? I mean, what are we gaining or losing? I mean, I understand. There's not much. Aluminum may be more expensive to come by, but, I mean, when you only got to have one. Yeah, exactly. There's a line there. There, There's a line there. (laughs) And we've gone from, you know, the intake manifolds don't seem to be such a big deal, but when you start running coolant through them, all the ones that we see that just have air running through them are not a problem. No, you, you never just, never replace them unless it's your own fault. Yeah, unless it's your own fault. And then the ones, the intake manifolds that are all plastic that have coolant running through them, I think we replaced them all. Yeah, it, GM proved that to us Yeah, back in the late 90s. Yeah, it has more to do when it's getting hot and cold and hot and cold, and it just, they warp. And, you know, same thing happens with everything. You yeah. step on the rotors and the brakes, and the rotors are thin, and next thing you know, it, it warps. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, or they I, break. <laughs> I don't get it. We're just complaining about it. Well, I don't think there's any engineer that's listening that designs cars that's going to take our advice anyway. If you so. are, you've got a couple minutes to call in, 558-1110. <laughs> so here's an interesting article. I just kind of ran across this. Um, as far as the electric cars, you know, we're all, we're all into the electric car deal, or maybe you and I aren't, but the manufacturers are, and that's where they're pushing us. A couple of different out, out of this article. One is how many... You know, how many of them are being sold? You know, Tesla right now, uh, about 339,000. Mm-hmm. Um, who's next? Well, Ford's kind of getting up there, um, and th- they want to go all electric. They're all in on this deal. Uh, how much of Ford's base is all electric right now? Uh, they're getting more Is the more. Mustang, don't they have a gas option for that, or uh, is that, that all electric? The, the Mach-E is pretty much all electric, okay. and they're trying, they want to build three or four hundred thousand dollars or uh, of those not dollars but the amount of cars they're at about thirty two thousand okay you know the only thing i'd like to do with ford there I, I you know the, ah, ford <laughs> <laughs> i just want their stock to rise that's all i wanted to do uh gm is about thirteen thousand and gm's coming on pretty hard you know yeah. hyundai they're pushing pretty hard about eight thousand um nissan about six Never uh, been a Nissan guy. Hyundai, though, I can get behind that company. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've yeah. had their issues, but they get through it easy. Yeah. I you know, I had one of the original ones, and it lasted for a long time, and now I've got another Hyundai, and I, it's lasted for a long time. So I've got 
think I got, yeah, I got a couple in the family. They're a very proactive company. If they see a problem, they're fixing it right away. Yeah, it seemed to. And they're very all proactive. They're all going to have problems. All of them. They're just that's just what they do. Um, you know, BMW's got two thousand. Um, so they're starting to to move that way. Uh, Tesla's the, the biggest one right now. Toyota's probably the biggest one um, behind that. You know, but Toyota's been doing electric hybrids for 25 years. Oh, yeah, the Prius came out. Yeah. There was also an, an article kind of hooked to this, too, where they kind of thought maybe by all the EVs that were going to go on, we'd probably be somewhere in the 2035 range. Well, they've kind of done the estimates as infrastructure and where all the lithiums got to come from, what countries those lithiums in, what they, state the country's in that all what, the lithiums are exactly. In. <laughs> That's where I was going. What what civil war is yeah, going how on can there? How we get in here and dig this up without being an issue? They're pushing that number back to somewhere in 2045 to 2050. So there's gonna be a lot of people that won't be involved in that whatsoever. Yeah, my Falcon will still be going. Yes, I'm sure that it will. <laughs> All right, Kyle. That sounds like another week for us. I tell you what, it's been a it's been a good week. We'll do, yeah. figure out what's going on next week. So, all right, five five eight eleven ten is the numbers to get in next week. Get in early. I'm Bob. Kyle. We'll see you next week. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.